I'm excited that you joined me today for another session of Bible study. We're talking today about security, the believer being secure in Christ, that we don't have to worry about our eternal destination, but we have to focus. All we need to do is focus on letting Christ live through us every day. And the overall theme for these studies is for serious believers. If you're really serious about walking with Christ, one of the things that will help you to deal with everything you deal with is to know that you're secure in Christ. In Romans 8, uh, I read to you some verses, and I think I'll read them again today because if you were not involved uh, in our study last Friday, then you missed this. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, the scripture tells us, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who will who, who condemned? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised from the dead, is on the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So Paul, in writing to the Romans, declares to them that if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Savior and Lord, and you really mean business with him and trusting him, then the Bible says nobody can bring a charge against you. And, and then he says nobody can condemn you because Christ has taken your condemnation and he has gone to the cross with it and provided for your salvation. Let's notice that. And Christ Jesus is the one who died, and he's the one who rose again, and he's the one who's at the right hand of God, and he literally intercedes, God says, for us. And if the devil makes an accusation against us, then Jesus stands in our place and speak for, speaks for us. So Paul declares, then, who can condemn us? It's the office of the judge to condemn, to condemn, to pass sentence to those who are guilty. The word condemn is used in the New Testament of condemning persons to death and destruction. It's successful. It is a, it, if no successful charge can be brought against a person, then uh, no sentence is passed, but no sentence can be passed unless the judge himself believes that there is uh, no worthy charge. So if there is a charge that's worthy, then he can condemn the person. In other words, if a jury says guilty, then the judge can either ask the jury to pass sentence or in some cases the judge himself may pass the sentence. And how can we be sure that we're not condemned before God? We're not perfect. We sin. We fail. We mess up. So because of that, how do we know for sure that we're not that we're not condemned because of those sins, because the Bible says Christ died and paid for those. You see, he not only paid for our past sins, he paid for our present sins, and he paid for our future sins. Now, some people will say, well, then I can do whatever I want. Not if you really know Christ, not if you've really trusted him. That would be the last thing you would want to do, is to do everything you pleased and sin in every way you could, just because that would probably mean that you never were really, truly born again into God's kingdom. R.G. Tasker says, that there have there have been many men who have died for others, and it's fitting that we should remember them. And we may truly say that they laid down their lives for their friends. But as great as their sacrifices was, sacrifice was, it's surely misleading and untrue to speak of their deaths 
as something that could compare to Christ's death on the cross for us. For there's only one Calvary. There's only one true cross. There's only one place where Christ died for our sins. And that was 2,000 years ago outside the city of Jerusalem as he was nailed to that cross for us where he took our place. And also there's the protection of the resurrection. The resurrection is the proof of the power of Christ being able to die for us and pay for our sins. You see, this made good the purposes of his death. If he had died and stayed dead, then his death means nothing to us. His death can do nothing for us. His death can pay nothing in the way of our sins or justify us, as the Bible says. But this was a sign that the death he died was the death he said he died to pay for our sins because he rose from the dead and overcame that death. It proves that he's truly who he claims to be, the living son of God. The third protection for our security is that God has provided in the ascension. Part of the scripture says that Jesus ascended back to the Father in heaven, which means he went back to take his place at the right hand of God, the place he had before the world began, the place he had in creation, the place he had before he came to earth, the place he had uh, from time in immemorial all the way back to eternity and beyond, anything we can think about. Hebrews writer says, when he had made purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So Jesus now sitting down at the majesty's on high is is not an indication of he's doing nothing. It's an indication that he's done the task of saving us from our sins. It's done. Human priests can't do that. Human preachers can't do that. Nobody can do that except him. And the fourth protection is that of his intercession. This is especially, I think, significant and encouraging because Paul says he is interceding for us. He is at the right hand of God, and he intercedes. He pleads our case before God. You see, if there's any accusation against us, he pleads our case. He says, well, that person, Daman Shook, trusted me as his Lord and Savior, and I've paid for his sins, and he belongs to me. That's why that any condemnation against us, as far as eternity is concerned, cannot be worthwhile because it's already been paid for. Marcus Rainsford summed it up by saying, there is no ground for condemnation since Christ has already been condemned for us. And this is also that he was condemned that we might not be condemned and so that we can be saved. A.W. Tozer talks about it when he says the teaching of the New Testament is at this very moment there is in heaven someone who is appearing before God for us, and that person is Jesus himself. And it's not Moses, it's not Paul. It's, it's God himself in his Son appealing to God the Father on our behalf. So if we believe that he is the Lord and he is the Savior and we're trusting in him, then everything that he says is true, then we can have security. I'm secure. Christ says nobody can charge me. Nobody can condemn me. W.W. Weeks tells the story of a woman who had been trying to conduct a small business and whose indebtedness increased with such with each passing month and she wasn't doing well. So at last she went to her chief creditor and asked if he could suggest any way out of the difficulty. And he replied, I know of one and only one salvation of your problem, and that is you become my wife. This she did. They were married, and at the moment of her marriage, her indebtedness ceased, and the husband became the guarantee of all that she owed. Jesus said, if you trust me, 
then I'm the guarantee that you won't really be charged and that you won't really be condemned and that you won't really owe a debt of sin because I've paid your debt. I hope that you'll take that in and rejoice in it today. Have a great day. God bless you.